Our trending chats this evening is all about relating um, and reacting to people with mental illness. Um, uh, what, two weeks ago or a week ago, we saw Kanye West, who, who is known to be bipolar, have an episode and it exploded on, on social media. And now uh, this highlighted the lack of knowledge many of us have when it comes to mental illnesses and even more. Now, the big question is how do we relate and interact with people who are dealing with mental illnesses? Joining me now is clinical psychologist Maritza Luba to educate us on this conversation. Maritza, thank you for your time. Welcome to Live at Night on 5 FM. Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to be back. Yeah, it's been a young minute. It's been a while. And uh, uh, when 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 we are talking to you, I know we're gonna come. We're gonna come out knowing so much more and knowing how to 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 deal better with uh, mental illness at large. So let's first start with the word bipolar, and uh, labeling people as such is often used loosely, uh, if you like. Uh, uh, but what is bipolar disorder and what does it mean for the person who has it? So, Smash, you're completely correct. I think the term bipolar is used very loosey-goosey, especially in popular culture. I think the most important thing to say is what bipolar is not. Bipolar is not mood swings. You know, bipolar is not waking up in the morning feeling great then getting really upset and grumpy during the day. And all of a sudden, by the end of the day, you're feeling much better and okay again. Like, those are very normal spectrum of moods for a person to have. Mm-hmm. So, bipolar is a very specific mental health disorder. You know, we have this unusual, often extreme fluctuation in mood states. So, there's actually three different kinds of bipolar. But without getting too technical about that, I would say all these um, spectrum disorders have these two main ingredients. So firstly, it's the depressive episode, which I think is very self-explanatory. And then it's this very hot topic, which is the manic episode. So here we see people have this sudden lifted mood where they all of a sudden can get quite an unrealistic sense of optimism. You know, they have quite an inflated sense of self. They can start engaging in really risky behavior, drinking too much, partying too much, spending too much money. And that's where things start getting dangerous. I hope that gives you guys more or less an idea where this by these two polar opposites come in for this disorder. Oh man, it sounds like the bottom and the top to me, like in fact extremes of the two. Oh, absolutely. Now when 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 someone with bipolar is having a manic episode, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like at the top top. How should yep. those around that person react in order to to assist because their help comes from professionals right all we can do as family members and friends is assist yeah so i think the first thing i would say is take into consideration the person's safety you know like we just spoke about there can be some serious risk-taking behavior people can even become psychotic if they're that depressed or that manic and they start doing things very out of their character so firstly assess is my loved one still safe so Mm. when we know things are getting dangerous is when you see things like threatening any aggressive behavior any suicidal ideation that is when you know professional help is needed right now that is when you phone the ambulance you phone the police if necessary that's where you get your loved one some serious help but with that said not all manic episodes require hospital hospitalization can definitely be managed at home by a loving family Mm -hmm. so things that go along with that is simply spending some time with that loved one 
Mm. A lot of people can feel quite isolated when they are manic. Look, not smothering them, but spending some productive time with them. So take them for a walk, you know. Mm. Answer their questions quite honestly. Have a dialogue, have the communication, you know, and then do small things. Um, so a lot of people neglect eating and drinking proper fluids when they're manic. So create easy-to-prepare meals for them, you know. Make sure their very basic needs are cared for. Mm. Um, and also don't take it personally, you know. <laughs> These people can get really, you know, elevated and ready for a fight, so don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's not even about them in those moments. Yeah, and, and I think that's what we need to stress. It's never about you. Don't personalize it, and especially if a family member is going through this. Yes, and this is not the time to try and engage a fight with this person. You know, this is where you need to be supportive and loving. This is not where you bring up the family drama from many years ago. Mm. And um, I think the last big tip would be is try and get them to sleep as much as you can. Because very often in these manic experts, people do not sleep, sometimes for days. So just try and take care of those very basic needs. Hmm. Now let's talk about how do we go about speaking to our friends or our family members who are dealing with um, diseases like anxiety and depression. Uh, we are not moving away from the, uh, the conversation, you know, of bipolar, yeah. but just, uh, just on, on, on the side. Like, you know, like uh, some friends will say, hey, anxiety chows me you know and we we know yeah. some of those friends and then some friends also have depressed depressive episodes if you like how do how do we deal with our friends with the same energy of of assisting and being helpful and not making it about us yeah well look actually this stuff is really really simple you know i always say and that's even why professionals, the biggest part of our job is really being there for that person in that moment, you know. Yes, there's the medication and all that, but just relating to a person on that interpersonal level is so important. And that's why communication is important even before we get to the mental health stuff. You know, just let's say your friend is feeling depressed. Being patient with them, you know, opening up is hard. Sharing your feelings is exceptionally hard. You know, be attentive, really listen to them. Meet that person where they're at. Now, like you say, don't make it about you. Like, really listen to what they need in that moment and be supportive. You know, ask them. It's okay to ask questions. I think a lot of people are very afraid to ask questions around mental health. And just kind of reassuring them that what they're going through is very normal. You know, you wouldn't stigmatize someone who is suffering from high blood pressure. Remind your friends that this is not something they chose. Dude, you know, you just hit it on the nail. Uh, by saying do not stigmatize but yet we still find so much stigma when it comes to mental illnesses um how, you know like you you i mean you contribute to the show and and obviously with with your insights and your education that you share what are some of the practical tips and this the ways we can start thinking to to playing a part in removing the stigma that is attached to mental illness because to me sometimes mm -hmm. the stigma actually all the time the stigma doesn't make sense yet people still mm -hmm. have it how do we go about removing it well I think what you guys are doing right now is probably the most profound thing we can do you know talking about this stuff so openly on, on national radio this shows people that it's okay you know actually when you go and look at the stats you know there is a massive amount of people who suffer from these disorders. 
you know, I think if you look at the U.S., something like 2.5% of the population, I mean, these are millions of people suffer from bipolar. So just sharing this kind of information is already a massive step in the right direction. And then not keeping quiet, speaking to your relatives, you know, I think, and especially for a lot of the traditional South African cultures, these are both African, Afrikaans, all these ones, there's a lot of shame attached to having any kind of mental health issue. Like stopping that, and that's the nice thing about our generation, we get to stop it, we get to speak about these things. Like that is how you enlighten people, and that's ultimately how you save lives at the end of the day. That is the truth. That is the truth. Marita, I really appreciate you. And the truth of the matter is mental illness does not choose by age, by race, by the hue of your skin tone. It, it literally affects everybody. Mankind is affected by this. So we all need to play our part. And last but not least, how should we go about checking in on those loved ones that are diagnosed with, with, with mental illness without overwhelming them? Look, I would say the golden rule here is be respectful, you know, be empathetic, put yourself in that person's shoes, you know, let's say you are going through, let's say, flu for argument's sake, you know, what are the boundaries you would have in place? You don't want people rocking up to your house uninvited, just ring the front door. That yep. same mm-hmm. logic applies to mental health, you know, be respectful. Yes, check in with that person, but if they show you they're okay... You know, don't intrude. Be attentive, but don't become a helicopter parent. You know, just because someone has a mental health disorder doesn't mean they're any less capable. But I think the main thing is just be caring and be respectful. Oh, man. Big fact. And the beautiful thing is, in case you just tuned in, you can find this conversation where Marita is um, sharing insightful tips and information how we can go about relating and reacting to our loved ones with mental illness. And it doesn't just stop there with our loved ones, family and friends. It's We're speaking to everybody, mankind, you know, so we can all play our part. Clinical psychologist Marita Lubit, thank you so much. We appreciate you and hopefully we'll chat soon. Awesome. Smash, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Last but not least, where do we find you? Where can we get a hold of you? So I'm currently practicing from the Rhinefield Mental Wellness Center. So we work with both addiction and any kind of mental health disorders that people might be struggling with. So you're more than welcome to just search our website. Uh, the easiest is probably the ARC as an addiction recovery center. And that's where you guys can find me. Thank you so much for this chat, Marissa. Awesome. Have a great evening.